Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Family Health Podcast, a podcast for families and leaders that want to strengthen families. My name is Dr. Corey Gilbert, an author, university professor, licensed professional counselor, a life coach, and researcher, and speaker on topics such as trauma, abuse, sexual ethics, and gender, and sexuality issues today. I will be your host. In this podcast, we'll be focusing on four areas. See these as a quadrant, your health, your purpose, your relationships, and your work. Each week, we'll be diving into one of these four areas with the goal of challenging you and encouraging you in building strong families. We're sponsored by the Family Launch Academy, a community of families, parents, and leaders that want to see their children launched well into adulthood, prepared for what's to come. Find out more about the community, resources, courses, trainings, and Q&As with me, Dr. Gilbert, and the Family Launch Academy by joining our free Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Family Launch Academy. Now let's get into this week's episode. For many of us parents, the questions about gender have been a, a difficult um, area to navigate. For others of us, it's been very personal. Um, so in this section, I want to really just kind of help us dive into things that we need to think about um, and ways that we can better lead our children. Many of us wish that we could steer clear of these difficult topics and go back to a day when issues of sexuality were more simple. But to be honest, though, those days never existed. In those days, the culture and the church were not forgiving, gracious, or understanding with those truly fighting internal battles over their gender and attractions. These are real fights. Today, these battles are still fought internally, but those fighting are encouraged to go public with their battle or give up on the battle altogether. Men and women are encouraged to surrender to whatever feeling is strongest at the moment and claim that as an identity. We have a responsibility to our children and their future to address the critical issues of gender, homosexuality, and same-sex attraction from a biblical perspective and with grace and compassion through micro-conversations. This is a stepping stone for you as a parent as you help your children develop their own ethic or ethos based on biblical truth, scientific evidence, and grace at a young age. Do you have a theology and framework and understanding that will allow you to share with your children the beauty and intricacies of male and female, masculinity and femininity and gender? Is it a simple binary belief, male or female, with only two options? Or is it filled with the intricacy, differences, and beauty with which God created every one of us in His image? What are your theological, personal, and familial attitudes, conversations, and even jokes surrounding homosexuality and same-sex attraction? We must be prepared to manage these micro-conversations with our families well and early. Much of your children's sexual ethic is established early on through observation of the world around them and personal experience. Be a source of intentional teaching and education for them. Today, gender questions are an important part of growing up. Homosexuality and your beliefs, attitudes, and sensitivity matters. Understanding same-sex attraction is critical for us as parents so that we can lead well. I'm not surprised about the gender questions that are filling the airwaves today. When most of us were growing up, some of these same questions being asked by your peers or family were beginning to buck traditional gender roles. Women were working more outside the home and men were helping around the house. Others were asking why they should look or act a certain way or enjoy certain things simply because they were a boy or a girl. Boys grew their hair long and pierced their ears. Girls cut their hair and joined the football team. This was and is quite normal. The reality today is that we just hear about it 
more vocally than ever before. This is not new. Some pre-adolescents and adolescents wrestle with who they are when they don't fit the stereotypes. Statistically, though, most will not give this issue much thought if left to themselves. We are seeing the issue surrounded by extreme rhetoric and even violence. This is the world today. So how do we engage our children in conversations that enable them to be confident and secure in who God created them to be? Genesis 1.27 says, So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. The follow-up to the creation of two genders is the bringing together of the two in Genesis 2.18. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Verse 23 says, At last, the man exclaimed, This is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. Then came the creation of the place these two were united as one. Verse 24 says, This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Verse 25 takes one step further. Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. Let's take a look at boy-man masculinity. What does this mean? First off, I want to clearly state that the idea of two genders, and only two genders, is not a mistake. It is by God's design. What you believe about that will shape how you lead your child. We are born male or female. A small number of people are born with ambiguous genitalia, and this creates a lot of difficulty for their parents and later the young person in knowing who they are. These families need incredible support and biblical counsel. The decisions to be made are also never simple. Others are clearly born either male or female, and this is determined in the womb. How this plays out individually is a different story. How you personally relate to your masculinity or femininity matters, but even more important in our psyche is how we relate to the image of who we think we are supposed to be. My personal development was filled with angst, confusion, frustration, and questions with no answers. This led to disturbing self-beliefs and even hatred, and this is not uncommon. No one knew that I was struggling. I told no one. I've learned that as parents, we need to engage in these conversations with our sons and daughters because they most likely will not bring it up on their own. We need to give them permission to verbalize and process ideas, questions, feelings, frustrations, and even their opposition. They need to know it is okay to process ideas they have heard elsewhere. You need to be a safe place for this to occur or secure a safe place for them to ask these questions in a healthy biblical community with a Christian counselor or even a trusted mentor. Don't do this alone, but remember that you are the one on the front lines with your children. Where do these conversations start? with you, the parent. Do not wait for them to ask. Do not wait for them to bring it up. Engage daily in micro-conversations that draw them to a healthy self-awareness, identity, and a biblical sexual ethic. I'm listening to music on YouTube right now as I actually write this and prepare this. It's a video that's popped up as an advertisement stating that we need to ditch the definition of masculinity and hashtag evolve the definition. I do agree to a point. Why is this so complicated? It seems like it should be obvious, but for many it is not clear. So what is the problem? How we define male, men, and masculine needs a framework. The definition of woman, female, and femininity needs some boundaries. This is a critical point. 
These frameworks and boundaries are driven by our family culture, our church culture, and the wider culture of the country that we live in. If we were to go to the average sitcom or TV drama for our definition of masculinity, we would see one of two extremes usually portrayed. Sitcoms portray men as weak, submissive, powerless, and foolish. Dramas tend to portray men as violent, angry, sexually aggressive, and selfish. Do you want your daughter to marry a man like these shows portray? In his book, Boys Adrift, Dr. Leonard Sachs states that five factors are driving the growing epidemic of unmotivated boys and underachieving young men. He first identifies the changes in our school systems over the years that have hindered boys' ability to learn as they fail to acknowledge that they have different needs than girls. The second factor is excessive video game play. The third is ADHD medications. The fourth, endocrine disruptors, hormones and beef, plastic, and the like that are impacting our children and their physical and sexual development. Boys are being hormonally feminized and girls are starting their periods and developing at a younger age, which then connects to the failure to launch into adulthood a culture of lazy adult men. And lastly, Dr. Sachs identifies the fifth culprit as a loss of positive role models. So what are the solutions and a framework for masculinity? Some solutions presented, presented by Dr. Sachs were to challenge the traditional K-12 educational system. It does not promote growth and health in boys. Parents, this is a call for you to be involved in your children's schools and be a change agent for your children and other children's futures. Second, give your sons opportunities to engage the real world so that there is a decrease in the need for the fake world of video games. This is the heart of the problem with video games. It is not the games in themselves, but the replacement of real-world interactions. Third, be educated on medications for ADHD and their long-term effects. Check out Dr. Daniel Amen's book, Healing ADD, in which he discusses the seven types of ADD. There's no one simple diagnosis with one treatment that works for everyone. He also provides suggestions for alternatives to try prior to medication. Fourth, Research and be aware of environmental estrogens and the impact of these on your son's growth and development. Finally, and most importantly, you need to be sure your son has positive role models. They need strong, consistent examples of what it means to be a man and what masculinity is. The advertisement I mentioned seeing on YouTube stated that we need to redefine masculinity and hashtag evolve the definition. Raises some questions. For many, when they think of masculinity, their experience leads them to associate it with negative stereotypes and foolishness or aggression. And it is right to challenge these stereotypes and their damaging, damaging expression in our sons. What are your son and daughter being taught about masculinity in your home? What can you do to intentionally teach your sons and daughters about masculinity? Is it okay for a boy to learn that taking care of others before himself is an honorable thing to do? Or is this sexist and gender stereotyping? Is it, it is important for you to think through these things as you study the Bible and lead your family into a biblical sexual ethic. Another research, doc, researcher, Dr. Philip Zimbardo, a well-known psychologist and researcher, has written a book called The Demise of Guys, 2012, and has an excellent TED Talk on the subject as well. The three factors he identifies for the demise are pornography, excessive video game play, and absent fathers. What can we do with this data as we think through mentoring and discipling the boys growing up in our homes? The first thing we should do is teach them about pornography. It's a lure and danger. 
This is not a one-time conversation. Rather, it is a thousand micro-conversations that plant the seeds and thoughts of an intentional ethos in our son's minds. If we do not have these micro-conversations, someone else will, if they are not already. We need to limit video game play and encourage and reward real-world act- engagement activities. We make sure they are employed as soon as they are legally able, and we teach um, and model a healthy work ethic. We encourage dreams, passions, and interests that promote them getting outside of themselves and into the lives of others. Video games are often a selfish escape to avoid relationships with others. We teach them an ethos of time management, relationship engagement, and investment in others. Dads, we need to be engaged with our children. We are the leaders, whether we want to be or not. Be a positive example in how you talk to and treat your wife. If you're a single mom or a mother parenting with a disengaged husband, you need to intentionally seek out healthy male role models for your son to spend time with. So much of our children's future is dependent on our sons having a healthy, biblically sound understanding of masculinity. It is not aggressive, but can be assertive when it needs to be. It is never domineering, but is a servant leader with a voice, vision, passion, and insight. What else would you add to a definition of masculinity? Spend some time in prayer and studying scripture for yourself to see the characteristics of a man that the Lord boasts of and teach and model these characteristics to your children. Have micro-conversations often about the sort of man you hope he will be or the sort of man you would want your daughter to partner with for life. Thanks for tuning in to the Family Health Podcast. I hope these become valuable resources full of encouragement and challenges as you lead your family well and with confidence and definitely not alone. Find out more about marriage and family life coaching and consulting at HealingLives.com. I want to help you and your family be successful in marriage, love, life, and family. Thank you to our sponsor, the Family Launch Academy. To get your family moving in the right direction quickly, check out our website, HealingLives.com, for available options that will serve your family best from counseling and coaching to seminars, online courses, and more. It is an honor to serve.